Hey, y'all, it's Becky Hayes. And you guys know already that I'm very passionate about what I put in my body, um, especially drinking water because the majority of our body is made up from water. The majority of these chemicals and toxins, which are pesticides, nitrates, arsenic, lead, hormones, aluminum, radioactive contaminants, and the list goes on. Not only are those in, in your tap water, but also fluoride. And I want to touch base on fluoride. It's not good to consume fluoride every day in your tap water. And let me tell you why fluoride is so bad for our health and what it does. And I'm going to touch base on the penal gland. The penile gland is the small little gland in your brain and it's located in the center of your brain. Fluoride can calcify the penile gland. And it's the reason why our penile gland is so important that is also our third eye. Now, the, the name third eye comes from the penile gland's primary function of letting in light and darkness, just as our two eyes do. This gland is the melatonin secreting neuroendocrine organ containing light-sensitive cells that control the circadian rhythm. Therefore, it helps produce melatonin, and then we sleep better. So the penile gland is super important. Not only is it our psychic abilities and being intuitive, but it also helps with our sleep patterns. And you all know how important sleep is to our body. Um, so the penile gland, we really need to protect it and keep it safe. So fluoride actually calcifies the penile gland. Trent, the owner of Enaviv, has so much knowledge and his team has so much knowledge to help you to cater to what you need in your home. And I'm fortunate enough to have the complete chemical removing system in my home. I can taste the difference. I can feel the difference because I'm not bathing in toxins and chemicals. And my kids aren't uh, ingesting these as well. And that really gives me a peace of mind. And get your, your water tested at least. They'll come out and do a free consultation. They'll test it. They don't pressure you into buying anything. They just want to give you knowledge. And if you mention my name, you will get half off a water filtration system. That's saving you over $700. So please give my friends at Enaviv a call at 801-993-0080. Again, that's 801-993-0080. Or you can reach them on their website at enaviv.com. That's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com. They can service anywhere in the United States. You do not have to be local to Utah. But if you are local to Utah, head on down to their Pleasant Grove location. They can test your water there or they can come to you. Camino Free is the way to be. everybody. Welcome back to the Becca Hayes show. I'm your host, Becca Hayes. Gosh, I have so much shit to talk about. I mean, I shouldn't say shit, but a lot of things to talk about. About two weeks ago, I had wrote down a few things that I wanted to just discuss with you guys to share with you guys. And it was in this certain notebook. I have like six of these kind of similar notebooks throughout the house. And my kids like, especially, well, not kids, my youngest son, Tucker, likes to take my notebooks and he likes to draw on them. And <laughs> so it's it's these random drawings I keep finding in my notebooks and he keeps moving them around. And so I have like six of these similar notebooks and I couldn't find which notebook I had written down all my thoughts in. Finally, an hour later, I found the one. It was in my bag. So yay me that I actually put this one away. But as I was flipping through the other notebooks looking for my notes, it was funny because uh, 
<laughs> I was reading my son's scribbles and a lot of them are just scribbles and lines. It looks like he's like starting to write a Stussy. Is it called a Stussy? I can't even remember what it's called. It's the, um, I used to write these in middle school. Oh my gosh. It's the S, you know, when you do like the three lines on top and then three lines underneath that, and then you connect them and it makes kind of like an S. I think it's called the Stussy. I'm probably slaughtering that, but so it looks like he's writing, he's, he's starting to write a Stussy, which is funny to me. And then I'm, I'm flipping through some more pages and it's like, poo, poo, poo. And then it's mom next to it. It's poo, mom, poo, mom. Because he's six and he's learning to spell and write. And so he really loves to write the word poo and mom. And I love that he combines the two. It's so special. So I finally found my notebook. And gosh, I have so many things that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about, which I think I'll get through most of them tonight. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, well, I kind of took a break from podcasting for a little bit. I needed to kind of collect my thoughts and you know, it'd been a year strong since I, I really haven't missed a week. And so I'm like, I'm going to take a little break and then, you know, getting my basement finished here and there. Um, so I took that time to kind of relax from podcasting and talking and more formulating my thoughts and writing things down. Because, you know, I get on here, I don't want to just run my mouth and talk about bullshit. I want I want to talk about my experiences, my experiences with, with some of my clients and I have a few tonight that I'm going to share with you guys that are really profound and um, I think you'll really enjoy them. And then also, you know, talk about things that I've been that I've been doing with my kids and my life, my personal life. Um, I kind of like to share like everything. And so tonight I'm going to talk about what I've been up to. Um, I'm going to talk about combo a little bit because I really have um, been doing a lot of combo sessions lately. And I still do Reiki. I still do, you know, all my other sound modalities and work with other plant medicines. But I'm going to touch base on, on combo and I'm going to share an experience a client had with combo here in just a minute. And then also I'm going to talk about kind of the, just a, just a smidge of, uh, I don't even like to say politics, but it kind of, kind of is, but just a smidge of, um, what's going on in the world and what you need to be aware of, of the dangers of the PCR tests and how 5G might be affecting that. So I'm going to touch just, just briefly on that. I don't want to get too engulfed in that, but I'm going to talk about the book that I just finished, Exploring Vibrational Medicine by Richard Gerber. That was a really amazing book. There was this experience that I had with my son being recently sick too. So I'm going to talk about um, that experience. So a lot of experiences um, tonight. So I'm really excited to share this with you. First of all, I want to talk about the Mystic Hot Springs Rose Moon Retreat. That was phenomenal. That was about two weeks ago. If you guys follow me on social media or my website, I had that posted. It's such a cool area. It's, it's in Monroe, Utah. And if you live in Utah, you should go explore. It's pretty cool. They have these really cool old buses that they've just gutted out and made made for sleeping and some of the buses are really actually I mean I think all of them are actually really neat but there's um, a couple that I rented out one of them had this beautiful wood from Indonesia the cabinetry and the bed area it was just so beautiful oh my gosh it's gorgeous and another bus was like so hippified <laughs> like tons of stickers from around the world and like other people visiting these buses they write these 
quotes or experiences that they had either at the Mystic Hot Springs or just life experiences and just kind of some of their thoughts just are pretty cool to read. And so we had those, some, some of the women stayed in the buses and then I rented out the cabin because it's winter time. I couldn't have like ceremonies outside. So I needed to put all, all the women in the, in the cabin and there were six, six, seven, oh no, wait, there was like eight of us, including me, but we all fit. It was fine. Um, so that's the reason why it was so small and I can only have so many people on that retreat. And it was an all women's retreat, which was really cool. Cause that was actually my first all women's retreat. I've had um, other retreats in the past that I've done men and women, which are amazing too. I love the masculine energy mixed with the feminine, but I really wanted to focus just on feminine energy. There's something special about that place. And I don't know if it's because it's the hot, probably because there's the hot springs. I mean, duh. (laughs) The minerals and the view and how they placed all these hot springs on their land um, are just phenomenal. It was a little getaway, especially for the busy moms and working moms that can only get away for like a night or two. Um, I thought it'd be perfect. I just felt really inspired just to do a one night retreat, which usually I do with like two or three day retreats, but I just felt inspired to do this just for the people that are so I can only get away, you know, a day. And so it was just perfect. And I ended up booking out the whole hot springs area for a few hours, even though there were still some people lingering, but you know, wasn't going to be rude and kick them out. <laughs> like, Hey, I rented this and your time's up, buddy, get out. <laughs> but it worked out. I mean, the place was way big enough. So they have like a main pool there. Um, and when I say pool, that this, these are all natural hot springs, but they've kind of built things around it. So obviously the hot springs are contained, but the main one is just, Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And it's kind of, um, probably 90 degrees, 95. It's like not too hot. It's just kind of more like a warm bath. And that had like a beautiful arch in it, like of, of rock. It kind of looked like a little bit of um, a Moab, like uh, the, the, those arches down there. And that, had, that was in the pool, the main pool. And then they had another one that was kind of like next to it, um, a little smaller swimming area that was um, a lot high, hotter, which was actually my favorite temperature. That had to be like maybe like in the hundreds. And then you walk up a little bit and they have these cute little lights on the pathway. You know, they make it so you can actually see at night. And they have these little like bathtubs. (laughs) Probably about six or seven bathtubs up on top of this like little mountain range. And you walk up there and you get in there and they're all different temperatures. The first three are like fucking scolding. (laughs) Gosh. I went in the first one and... I felt like I was going through a combo session. I was just like, okay, Becca, you can do this. Like, let's get through this. And then after I was sitting in it, sitting in it for a few minutes, I'm like, what am I doing? I don't have to suffer. <laughs> I can get out. What am I doing? Um, so it was just, it was interesting uh, to see the, the, to feel the different temperatures. And there's one that you could describe it as a, a nice plunge, but it really wasn't that cold. It was cold enough to put your body a little bit in shock, but that was cool going from the hot to cold. There's actually a lot of health benefits in doing that, going from hot to cold and cold to hot. And then you go up a little bit and then then it's like perfect temperatures too. Like I like the the higher elevated hot springs. But you just sat in there and you're just like really connected with nature because you have the minerals from the earth in this water. And, you know, our skin is 
the biggest organ and it absorbs everything that we put on it. Uh, so it's, you're just absorbing all these minerals and then you have like the night sky and it was like almost a full moon. I think it was like two days before the, the, they call it the wolf moon. The wolf moon is always the beginning of every new year. It's in, it's in January. Um, I learned this recently, which the wolf is like one of my spirit animals. So I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the sign. <laughs> it was just really cool. So you had like the moonlight then you had these amazing women that were just, I, I couldn't have asked. And I say, I say this almost every time. Like I can't ask for better women. Like it's so amazing how, you know, the divine, divine timing brings us all together. And just this, um, this group of women, just the energy from it and helping each other, like just playing off the energy of each other was just so phenomenal. It was just amazing. And we're sitting up there in these hot springs and all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm talking to this girl named Carrie Ann and I'm explaining to her like these, these kind of ways to get into your, your third eye and to open it and to, you know, embrace these psychic abilities. And then kid you fucking not an owl flies over next to us. I mean, this owl is like 10 feet away, maybe even closer, maybe eight feet away and just perches up on this little tree branch right next to us. And I've never seen an owl in real life. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> and, it, and it was hooting. It was like, hoo hoo. Okay, maybe, I don't know. I can't remember what Al says. Is it, hoo hoo, hoo hoo? I don't know. That was a little too deep, that last one, but it was hooting. And it did this for like 10 minutes. And it was just so, it was so cool. And I, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. I think that's a fucking lame term. I think that that should be gone because there is no coincidences. It, it, everything happens for a reason. Um, as old as that saying is, but that's just how it is. It's what I'm finding. I, I believe in synchronicities and the owl is, you know, a very spiritual animal. It's, um, all about wisdom and, um, just a lot of things. You, sh you guys look up what the spiritual meaning of an owl is. And it was just really cool to experience that and be that close to the owl prior to, um, going up to the mystic hot springs that morning i opened my garage and i'm packing throwing things in my car getting ready for the girls to to meet up and i i'm opening my garage and I'm, i looked across the street at my neighbor's house and there's this like falcon <laughs> eating like i'm, I'm assuming it looked look like a mouse but it kind of looked a little bigger than that maybe a muskrat i don't know do we have muskrats in utah i have no clue but it was pretty big and it was just like just chilling there eating this this mouse or muskrat whatever the fuck it was then it like paused for a minute and looked up at me and like we like made eye contact and then it flew off with the breakfast in its claws and i was like wow that was really cool and that was the morning that we were headed there and then then we saw we saw another falcon on the way and i believe that night i can't re quite remember but just so many cool animals overall such a i'm gonna say mystical night <laughs> Um, but a magical night. It really was. It's We shared a lot. We cried together. We laughed together. And we released a lot of things um, that we no longer want in our life together. And that creates such an amazing bond between, especially between women. And even in the next morning, you know, we had a little ceremony before we left. And my friend Nicole did amazing breath work exercise with us that morning. And 
If you guys haven't tried breath work, it is phenomenal. I am such a believer in breath works. And then we got into like tapping. Tapping is where like you can you can tap on the body certain points in the body. It's like um hitting certain pressure points on the body and you tap on it for a little bit and then you move to the next one and that's supposed to help uh, attract uh, certain things that you want or release things. And we did the tapping where we tap, like we take the thumb and the, the index finger and then we kind of go down the line to the middle finger, to the ring finger, to the pinky, and then kind of keep repeating that. We did that while doing this breath work meditation and that was so cool. So cool. Some women really released during that session. And it was just, it's so neat to be able to experience that, to witness women growing and releasing things that are no longer serving them. That trip was amazing. And I definitely want to do another retreat at the Mystic Hot Springs, probably do a, a two or three day or there. That would, that'd be really cool. And then the summer would be neat because then we can have, hold some ceremonies outside so we can have more people. So look forward to that. And then after that trip, that weekend, I finished an amazing book and I recommend this book to anybody, anybody that is wanting to explore more, especially into the energy field and, and into energy in general and other modalities. It's called Exploring Vibrational Medicine. It's by Richard Gerber. He's a, a doctor that was very left brain thinking. So left brain is like the logic thinking he started learning about energy work. His left brain thinking took him as far as he could go. And then he had to switch over to the right brain thinking, which is more the creative, the artistic, the um, trusting, I guess, trusting into the divine, trusting into the unknown when there isn't really logic there. His discoveries are phenomenal. And it's just really neat to see um, a believer, someone that is all about conventional medicine and not necessarily switching over, but balancing the left and the right hemispheres, bringing them together in a harmonious way of where you can use that logic, which I believe is important, but also that trusting in the unknown, the un unexplained, just realizing, okay, you know, I can't really explain this, but I've seen it with my own eyes. I see that it works. I felt it. I'm going to just trust it. I'm not going to disregard it. And that's exactly what he did. And so he shares a lot of experiences, um, especially with some of his patients that he has helped healed uh, just by sending loving energy into the body and how amazed he was and how the other doctors were dumbfounded and how they're like, I don't understand this patient was, was going to go into surgery because of this, um, this hemorrhage, this bleed. And they don't need surgery anymore. And this is like hours of just sending this love energy into this patient. And so uh, I'm going to play just a little clip just so you get a little taste of this book. Maybe it might spark something in you that you would want to listen to. And if it, if it doesn't, that's totally fine. Uh, maybe it's not the right time for you or maybe you just don't give a fuck and that's okay. <laughs> but if you're listening to me, Obviously, there is something there that you you like, or maybe it's just when I talk about escorting. <laughs> I don't know. It's either way is fine. I want to share my experiences and my findings with you in hopes that it will help you grow. That is, I think that's always the the basis of of me speaking in this mic. You know, my goal is to bring that awareness to get you to think on a different level. 
to make you a little curious of something else. And like I said, if things don't resonate with you now, maybe they will later on. It's interesting how sometimes you hear something and it, you know you don't really explore it in that moment, but then years down the road, somebody else brings that up and then you're like, okay, wait a minute. There's something here because I remember somebody talking about this. So that's kind of what my goal is, really, is you know just kind of bringing that awareness. So this is in chapter three, and this is probably like halfway into chapter three. He's, he's talking about crystals, and he's talked about a bunch of other healing modalities prior to this. He kind of breaks them all down, which is why I love this, because he just doesn't focus on one healing modality. He talks about acupuncture. He talks about acupressure. talks about um, a, a lot of different energy healing. But crystals was really interesting to me because I'm pretty sure you all know that I love crystals and I believe in crystals. I believe in their energy. And I have a, I have a story to share after this, um, after you guys listen to him about my recent crystal experience with uh, myself. And it, it was pretty profound and it kind of just was a, another confirmation for me that how powerful crystals can be. So I'm going to play this little segment about crystals onto crystals as a therapeutic modality. Crystals are very interesting because they are a representation of perfect geometric order and very low states of entropy. That is, when you look at the atomic structure of crystals, you begin to see that they have a very regular order lattice structure that is so regular and so ordered that it's considered to have the lowest state of entropy or the highest order and organization in nature. It turns out when you look at human beings at the microscopic level, just looking at simple muscle tissue in a cross-sectional view on an electron microscope, we look like living crystalline patterns with very similar geometric patterns at this molecular level. So there is a possibility that crystals may work to achieve healing within the body through not only transferring a type of a subtle energy within crystals, but through something that I call geometric resonance, that is a resonance of shape not just a resonance between frequencies that are similar, but between a geometry and shape, between the shape of the crystal at the atomic molecular level and the shape of the tissue of where it is supposed to be, that this may actually occur at a subtle energy or etheric level. Now, there are people who work within the crystal systems of healing, and there are actually seven different crystal classifications or geometric patterns, and each of these different geometrical systems has been correlated with one of the seven chakras. There are people who actually will do various forms of healing by placing a different crystal color associated with that chakra over its corresponding chakra in what are called crystal layout array. Katrina Raphael was rather known for developing this crystal layout pattern. Now, crystals are actually natural energy sources of this etheric energy, or what Dr. Tiller actually calls magneto-electrical energy. That is, in the positive space-time universe of physical matter, we deal with electromagnetic fields. This faster-than-light energy, which is magnetic and it is negative entropic, he refers to as magneto-electrical energy. And so it may be that this etheric magneto-electrical energy comes from crystals as a kind of a natural lodestone of this etheric subtle magnetism. And so when they're placed on different parts of the body, they may transmit a certain healing restructuring energy. Crystals are by themselves both emitters of energy, but they're also natural energy amplifiers and transducers of both electromagnetic and magnetoelectric energies. We know this because we've used them in many types of integrated circuitry. 
But the fact that they can amplify psychic and subtle energies is something that's been only more recently explored. People can actually focus healing energy through quartz crystals into the body for amplifying effects. For instance, combining therapeutic touch with the use of a quartz crystal. Polished quartz crystals that are rounded at one end and pointed at the other are often used for a kind of acu-massage or crystal acupoint stimulation, where you can channel healing energy into the acupuncture point. Different crystals seem to have different effects, and one personal note I might have is I've occasionally used crystals myself, although it's not my predominant tool for healing. I have used them in select individuals. Okay, so I'm going to pause that real quick. So he's going to now that you kind of have a little bit of the scientific theory of the crystal, now he's going to get into this story that happened to him and his patient. And it's actually really profound. I think it's amazing. And then after that, um, I'll get into my recent experience that I had with a selenite crystal. And one particular healing stone is known as the bloodstone. And it's supposed to be something useful for treating blood disorders of both anemia as well as blood loss. I used it in a particular case that was very close to me. My mother was diagnosed with colon cancer about the year 1990. And the way it was discovered that she had colon cancer was she was diagnosed with an anemia. And her blood count was fairly low. And the doctor actually had her come back again to repeat the blood count to make sure it wasn't a mistake. It was discovered on colonoscopy that she did have a form of colon cancer and was to be admitted for surgery the following week. And it was told to her that she would probably need a transfusion before surgery because her blood count was so low. I decided to put theory into practice. And so I went over and I practiced doing therapeutic touch with her, only I used bloodstones over the body, especially over the kidney points in the back, to try to amplify the effect of therapeutic touch. Now, when she went into the hospital, she had a repeat blood count done, and this was perhaps six days after she had the previous hemoglobin drawn. And the surgical residents came around to the room while I was talking with her, and they were asking her if she had received any transfusions or had been on any iron, which she hadn't. And they kept scratching their heads, and they couldn't figure it out. And I asked them why, and they said, well, her blood count went up about two or three grams, which we've never seen before. And so in practice, bloodstones do amplify the effects of therapeutic touch and its ability to raise hemoglobin levels. In fact, all of the surgical residents asked for articles on therapeutic touch after seeing this. I had another very interesting patient who was a little old man who was 99 years old, was admitted to the hospital with bleeding from his stomach, and he was in the intensive care unit. It was probably going to be necessary for him to go to have his stomach operated on within the next three or four hours after I had seen him if his bleeding didn't stop. Being a 99-year-old gentleman, I didn't think he was such a great surgical candidate, and I happened to be carrying around some bloodstones in my pocket at the time. And he was an Italian gentleman and didn't speak much English, and he was also a little bit out of it. So while I was palpating and examining his abdomen, I palmed off the bloodstones in my hands while I was examining him, and I was silently sending healing energy into his abdomen. And I called back two hours later to see if he had gone down for surgery, and they said, no, his bleeding stopped and he didn't have to have any surgery. And the surgeon was rather amazed. It turned out he had had a dysfunctional platelet syndrome and he was actually bleeding from his platelets not being able to stick together properly. And all he had was a simple case of some gastritis, which in a normal person wouldn't have caused as much bleeding. But he almost ended up having surgery. On an interesting note, that was when he was 99 years old. He lived to be 108 under my care and only recently passed away. So it's another testimony for healing energy, I think. 
So you heard those two testimonies from this MD that started off with just logical left brain thinking and trusting that there might be something more. I, I'm a huge fan of crystals. I use them um, with my a lot of my sound therapy too and also, you know, Reiki healing. I'll place crystals on the body. Uh, but I, I use a rose quartz. Quartz are amazing for amplifying the frequency and a tuning fork and I'll, I'll save this for another episode, but I do also tuning fork therapy, which is amazing. It sends certain frequencies, all different kinds of frequencies. There's different tuning forks with different frequencies and it sends the frequency through the body. And what that frequency does, it mixes with our energy and our frequency and it harmonizes the cells. So it actually goes to the cells through the cell wall and penetrates and cures those cells. And I've, I have amazing stories on tuning forks alone when I've just done therapy sessions with patients coming in with back pain and leaving with no pain, uh, shortly after the session or the next day realizing, oh my gosh, I have no pain. Um, I think I shared this story about Jacob. Jacob had kidney stones and he was in immense amount of pain and just on the floor, could hardly get up. I think he even made an appointment. Uh, he, he did. He made an appointment for a, a CT scan, I believe, or an x-ray, something like that. And I knew that the, I knew the power of tuning forks. And so I got my tuning forks out and there was one frequency in particular. I think it was uh, 88 Hertz, I believe. I'll have to go and check. I'm not quite sure on that, but, uh, and I put a rose quartz, this, kind of this adapter on the end of my tune, my weighted tuning forks. So weighted tuning forks are um, on the body. Uh, there are, there are also other tuning forks that are off the body that you actually hear with your, your ears. Um, and then there's the weighted ones where you don't hear they're silent. And so I have both. And so I used a weighted tuning fork. I had this adapter on the end. It was a rose quartz crystal. And I did that on certain pressure points on his, um, his lower back. And then, of course, over the kidney area, um, I focused, I visualized these stones getting out of his system. And I told him too. I told him to visualize and put energy into his body. See the line where the sky meets the sea. It Can you hear What's me? Happening? There you go. Yeah. You're going to be on my podcast. Um, right now? Yeah, you're, you're right now. It's okay. Here's the... <laughs> Here's the crazy thing. I was literally just talking about you, and then you freaking called me. Okay. <laughs> Is that what were you saying? Well, okay, I'm going to get to that in a minute. But um, I was talking about uh, different healing modalities, and then I got into uh, crystals, and then I went into tuning forks. And I was sharing the experience, which I think you and I talked about on this podcast a, a while back. But I was just briefly sharing the experience of when you thought you had kidney stones and I did the tuning forks on you and like how you were relieved of pain. Uh, I was in a lot of pain in, in my kidney and my balls. <laughs> um, eventually you decided to do the tuning forks on me. Um, and I remained in pain for a while and then, it still hurt for days. Uh -huh. And I went to the doctor and they like weren't sure and wanted me to get a CAT scan. And then I just like didn't go back. So, yeah. 
have no idea, but maybe it did something. So do you think that the tuning forks relieved you from your kidney stones? I have no idea. Okay, so (laughs) skeptical you. There's no way being in that much pain that you most likely passed those kidney stones. Like you wouldn't have had that pain if they weren't a certain size. And then all of a sudden you got the tuning forks therapy done by me. And then according to you a week later, then you finally didn't have any more pain. Yeah, no, it was at least a couple of weeks. It was on and off. Hmm. Well, but it was decreasing now. Yeah. It, like there Every was day was decreasing. There was that one day we were laying in bed and it was just like death. It was, I was just squirming for hours. And then the next time, I think it was the next day, um, it got really, really bad. And I was like laying on the floor and that's when you came and did like Reiki and tuning forks on me. And it was after that that I booked an appointment to go to the hospital. Uh-huh. And then like it, it never was like excruciating to the point that I couldn't like move after after that so certainly could have done something it's like it's hard to say but yeah well i mean do you have that pain anymore no okay there you go <laughs> there you go <laughs> did you get surgery done no didn't okay get surgery. okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh thanks for calling and i'll call you after i'm done so that's skeptical jake <laughs> just it's really hard for him to be yeah, it was the tuning forks. I mean, I get it. I get it. But I feel like being around me, he's seen enough and heard enough miracles. I still don't understand. But he's not here to talk and defend himself. So I'm going to shut up. But it was pretty amazing. After I did the do the tuning forks, it started decreasing in pain. And then eventually he didn't have any more pain. So if you're that in that excruciating pain for that many days, there's no way that you're going to be able to pass those huge stones unless you get some frequency into your body and some healing energy to break those stones apart so you can pass them. That's all. (laughs) So anyways, so that was a really cool experience. Um, That helped confirm to me of the power of the tuning forks. And I've, um, like I said, I saw, you know, people be out of back pain. They come in with like pinched nerves or whatever and then do it in the next day or later that day they're they have no more pain so there's too many you know and I'm doing air quotes right now coincidences that um that proved to me that the tuning forks work so I use a crystal nana those and so I love crystals and so just recently I took my kids and I and Jake went with his son we went to St. George, Utah, which is Southern Utah. And there's this mountain there called Glitter Mountain. And my friend uh, shared this with me. She's like, you have to go. You can dig for your own crystals. And I was like, okay, say say no more. You said crystals. Let's, go do, let's do this. So I thought it'd be fun for the kids to go and dig their own crystals. My kids are pretty into crystals, especially my youngest, Tucker, when he's not mad at me. <laughs> when he's mad at me, he thinks they're stupid rocks. We won't get into that. So we went and dug and like got buckets full of these beautiful selenite crystals. And I'm going to explain what selenite is. It's like a kind of a, so funny. Jake just texted me, 1111. (laughs) 
but I don't believe in it. <laughs> but I see all the synchronicities. Anyways, besides the point. So selenite clears negative energies and is powerful enough to reprogram other stones. So when I say reprogram, that means you can um, energize and cleanse other stones with selenite. A lot of people will make like selenite bowls or plates and then they put whatever they want to recharge or re-energize. They put the either crystals or whatever they want to use, they put in on top or in the selenite bowl. Um, so selenite is, ma- is amazing for cleansing and a lot of the other crystals you actually have to cleanse. They won't recharge themselves. So you'd have to either run them underwater, put them in the sun, the moonlight, um, or hold them and put your energy in them. Uh, selenite, you don't have to do any of that. It's its own kind of cleanser, which is pretty cool. Uh, the stone is of mental clarity. So it is of the crown chakra area. If you're going to place them on the chakras, uh, it expanding, expands awareness and improving one's connection with the divine selenite can be placed on the third eye chakra, um, or the crown area to increase the telepathic abilities. Rubbing the stone enhances intuition and aids in meditation. So that's just kind of a brief explanation of selenite. You guys have to look him up. Look it up. It's S E L E N I T E. And there's a lot more other things that selenite does. So we dug and got all this beautiful selenite, like really big pieces and little small ones. And we took them home, cleaned them, washed them up, you know, because they had a lot of dirt on them from being in the earth. And I had a, a Reiki session that night and I'd been traveling for a few days with kids. <laughs> Let me say that again, with kids. <laughs> so I was pretty exhausted, got home. My kids didn't go to their dads until the, you know, later the next day at night. So I still had to be mom, mom mode, make dinner and all that fun stuff, get them ready for school the next morning. So that night I put them to bed and within like a half hour of bedtime, I had a Reiki session scheduled. And the only reason why I did this Reiki session that night is because, you know, this person is a single mom and, and her schedule is a little tight too. So I feel for people like that because, you know, that's kind of me. I'm a single mom and I appreciate people that can fit me in their schedule and like maybe odd hours sometimes. Um, so I had that, um, uh, compassion for her. So I decided to book her that night because like I said, her schedule is pretty intense. Prior to that, I was um, on my my woman's cycle. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like day two in and day two for me is always the worst and like the heaviest. Sorry, men that are listening to this. I won't get too graphic, but um, it's pretty pain. My left ovary is always like freaking throbbing almost every cycle for some reason. I, I tend to get like really big cysts on them. And I know this because when I was a sonographer, when I was in uh, doing my rotations throughout the hospitals, I would also scan my body because, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to know what their insides look like? So I was scanning my left ovary and um, sure enough, like it's like a freaking baseball size cyst that I get every cycle and then it explodes. I know that sounds so nice. That's <laughs> what I have to deal with, guys. <laughs> Exploding cysts. Um, so, but right before it, it pops, it really, it's really painful. This is like a pain that I, I'll take ibuprofen. It doesn't, doesn't touch it. You know, I'll do a lot of things and it doesn't touch the pain. It can help minimize it just a little bit, but doesn't ever take it away. I'm laying on the floor just in pain. I have like tw- 30 minutes before my client gets here and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, how am I supposed to focus on her and 
but this good energy and good vibes when I'm so much pain, like usually I can push through, but this one was just excruciating. And probably because I've been traveling all day and kind of been in stressful situations with the kids. So it just kind of magnified that intense energy in that area. So I'm laying there and then I just had this thought come to mind. Um, Go get the selenite that you harvested and put it over that area that's in pain. So I put it over in like kind of my left ovary area and just send loving energy. I had my hand on top of it and I was just kind of pressing it to that ovary and send it love and light and, you know, visualize the pain dissipating out of your body. So I went and grabbed it. I grabbed this big chunk of selenite that my kids already washed off and I put it to this, this ovary, my left ovary, did some hoppe, <laughs> you know, it was right there. Might as well did some hoppe and I really concentrated and meditated for a good 10, 15 minutes of just relieving my pain and, and visualizing my pain leaving my body. Kid you not, after I was done, I had no more pain. I just asked, I'm like, please just relieve this pain just for an hour. I'm like, just just an hour just so I can get through this Reiki session and not be distracted. Then that's all I asked. I had no pain the whole night and nor the, the next day. Like I had the best cycle of my entire life. <laughs> um, I have the copper IUD still. So unfortunately, that's what causes me a lot of pain during I, during my cycle. So that was, you know, it's another confirmation about the, um, the energy that crystals have. And I don't know how certain people give crystals a bad rep that they're like, (laughs) they're evil or they have, you know, they're, they're like satanic, which is so bizarre to me because they come from the earth, the ground, you would think, I don't, I don't know how people get to that conclusion, maybe because like in the old days they had movies that had crystals and there was like evil witches, something, I don't know, but crystals, um, yeah, they're all of, I mean, there can be bad energy in it. So you have to be careful where you get them from, but usually you can like cleanse them with your own energy, work with the crystal, but I don't know, like it's, they're pretty amazing. And so that was a, a really cool experience I had. And then Um, going into that session, I'm just going to briefly share a moment that I had with this client that night. Um, you know, she was, she came to me because she just had some confusion in her, in her life and kind of was, had some, uh, some nervous energy, some toxic relationships and just kind of felt stuck and just down. And I did Reiki and whenever I do Reiki on people, most of the time I can see, um, random, very random images in my mind. And then I learn to interpret that. And most of the time I can interpret the correct way where the client understands what I'm saying, or it connects with the client in some way. Um, or sometimes I'll say something They're like, Oh, i I feel like this is what you're trying to say. And it, it correlates, it goes together. So I was doing Reiki and I, <laughs> I had a few other like visions of her that I, that I told her after, but the one was really interesting. I had a vision of her like becoming superwoman. Okay. So, you know, like the older movie superwoman, like with the, you know, the style, I think it's the coolest style, but the older, the older superwoman, I don't know her, the actress's name. I can't think of the name, but, um, her attire. Okay. 
I saw and I and I'm like, okay, I don't know if it's because I watched Batman Forever like a couple weeks ago and I'm into like superhero mode, but for some reason this came into mind. And I interpret that as her stepping into her power, um, her embracing that divine feminine side, which she hadn't been doing and she's kind of been putting on the back burner. And so um, just really, you know, stepping into her power. And I explained that to her. Kid you not. So her and her kids went on this vacation. I think it was like two days after her Reiki session with me. She's sitting in this diner and I get this text message from her. She goes, you won't even believe. And this is like her, this is her first Reiki session, her first energy session. session. So she's not, she's not, um, she's, she's new to this, this world. And she sent me this text message and she's like, you won't believe the picture that I'm looking at right now that's um, in the diner that I'm in in another state. Sends me a picture of the old school superwoman, the one that I saw when I was um, administering Reiki on her. That's not a coincidence. That's a sign. I have been doing a lot of combo. Combo is... From the top of my head, combo is a medicine from the Amazons, but it's from the giant monkey tree frog, which secretes this poison. (laughs) I know as soon as I say the word poison, they're like, what the fuck? It secretes this poison um, out of its glands. The tribes in the Amazons, they call down the, the monkey tree frogs and they harvest this uh, this poison from the frogs and, and they don't harm the frogs. They do it in a very like kind way. And the frogs go back up in the tree. They collect this K okay? and then it dries on a little stick. And that's how it's shipped to me from Brazil. Like that's how I get it. I can't even imagine how they learned of this. Like either they had some crazy inspiration or some vision of like, let's go collect this. And then burn little superficial marks on somebody's skin and then place it in the skin. And then, then they're going to feel a hundred times better. Like, I don't understand. Or they just happen to put it on somebody and they're like, Hey, you look a lot better after this combo. Like, <laughs> There's something here. So I don't know. It's, it still blows my mind how these sacred medicines came about and how people discovered them. I think it's, it's interesting. Uh, but combo has a ton of biopeptides and the peptides um, interact with the body's own opiate receptors so it can help with the pain and a, a lot of healing not just on the physical aspects but also healing from like the mental and the spiritual aspects too and I'm not going to get too much into depth because I do I already recorded a, a session on combo um, that was with Julie that was like a, I don't want to say maybe 10, 15, 20 episodes back. Um, so I do, she does explain combo a lot. She was actually the first one that ever administered combo to me, which was um, really interesting at the time. I wasn't even actually a big fan of combo. Like I didn't really understand it. I went into it just curious, like, okay, let me just try this out. And I, you know, threw up and didn't understand uh, the healing benefits in that moment or even like the next day. I, I did notice my face get clearer. So there I'm like, there's something here. But um combo's interesting because some people can, especially if they're in physical pain, can experience the benefits and the miracles of combo right after uh the medicine has been taken off. Or if it's more of a mental thing, that might take, you know, maybe a day or so 
or maybe there's something that you're not aware of. And then all of a sudden you just like feel better and look better and have this, like this better vibe about you and your luck is getting better. Um, that sometimes it happens like a month or two later, like combo continues developing in the body. Going back to why people seek this out. Here's just a few benefits off the top of my head. Um, it can help treat Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, cancer, infertility, chronic pain, depression, anxiety, migraines, infections, addictions, uh, and the list goes on. And so a lot of people that are suffering from that, uh, from either physical or mental pain or spiritual pain, see combo. I mean, even if you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I need something I need to let go of or I need help with something, combo still is amazing for the, bo the body because of all the biopeptides and how it goes through all the organs in the body. It's kind of like a scanner once it goes into your body. It scans for areas that need to be uh, detoxed. And then it goes in there and it breaks apart those, those bad cells and opens them up so your body can release them. So they call it, the indigenous people actually call it the vaccine of the forest. So some people just want to get that just to have that kind of that boost uh, in, in their health, um, even if they aren't really like, oh, I don't know if I need it or not, but maybe I want to just kind of get a head start on my health or just kind of do a little detox because it is a, it is a major detox uh, of the body. And it also brings good luck. So it's, it's a good luck thing too. Um, not everybody's a candidate for combo though. So you have to be really careful with your, your health. You have to, like for me, I always screen my clients. I always say like, okay, what, what are you wanting it for? And how's your health? How's your, uh, your blood pressure? And are you on any medications? And so there's certain, um, medications that don't work with combo, um, a lot of them have some stuff to do with blood pressure and regulating the heart. Uh, the, the heart and the blood pressure are the biggest ones that usually people can't get treated with combo just because of the risks of tachycardia that goes on way too long. Your heart rate will increase with combo, but it's only supposed to be for momentarily and it's a, kind of a slow progression. So that's why... Um, a lot of people are seeking it out now and it's getting bigger and bigger in the Americas. Um, it's huge back, uh, in the Amazons in Brazil and this, and this has been around for centuries and centuries. Our indigenous ancestors, you know, used it for, um, hunting too. Like they would, uh, do this for the hunters, the warriors, and it would bring good luck and it would, um, sharpen their, their vision and their intuition and their speed to catch these animals or whatever they're hunting. And um, so they used it for a lot of different things too, not only just healing the health, but also for um, the good luck as well. So it's, it's pretty amazing. I think most can, but there are some people that can't receive combo or at least until their health is uh, a little better in the heart area or the blood pressure. Um, so I, I saw you know, I saw a little bit of the benefits right after because my face had cleared up because I'd been dealing with the stage two rosacea. And, but I still didn't kind of understand it. I never in a million years in that moment thought I would be serving combo or that I would want to get into it. Um, but like I said, like it's really interesting, especially with plant medicine, um, how certain things are just called to you in, in certain moments, in certain timing. Again, it goes along with the divine timing and how everybody's uh, journey is different. And 
And then one day I just, I kept hearing about combo. Like my friends kept talking about it and like bringing it up. I kept reading articles and then combo would pop up for some reason, which I was bizarre. And then I just kept getting this feel that I, I need to start working with it more. And so then I started working with it just with me. And I started like gaining this relationship with combo as weird as that sounds, but I started connecting with it. And I started really, um, researching the benefits and understanding it and, and realizing that people need this, like, this is amazing. And then I want to, I want to be able to provide this for people as well. And so that's how I kind of got, I got into it. And I started serving the combo a more traditional way where place the gates, the dots on the ankle, the medicine on the ankle for women and for men, it's on the shoulder, which is, is effective, but, um, not as effective as it can be. And what I mean by that is then I started working with this very profound, uh, amazing scientist behind combo. He is like, he's been working with combo for 20 years. Plus he, his name is Giovanni. I can't pronounce his last name. Don't even ask me, <laughs> but he's an Italian. He lives in Italy and I've been working with him. He's kind of my mentor with combo and, and he works with the meridian system of the body. Now, if you're not familiar with the meridian system, the meridian system is like, uh, it's these channels that go from like our feet all the way up our legs through our entire body. It's, just, it's like the high, it's like the energy highway. And there's, that's what, uh, people that are in acupuncture that are in acu acupressure, they use the meridian system of the body, uh, certain points they hit those, that energy highway. And so he really works a lot with the meridian system. And so he's teaching me how to do other points on the body. So I'm able to give the client the most effectiveness um, in their session. And so I think it's really awesome. I love learning about the meridian system of the body. Um, again, it's just, it keeps stacking on one and another with me. I think it's awesome that I have this, this thirst for this knowledge and I'm continuing to learn and I will never say that I know it all. So I'm always open for learning. I always want to continue to strive to get the best I can at something. And so I'm working with Giovanni and he's, he's brilliant. He's absolutely amazing. I want to share one story with you about um, a combo session that I had. And this is even before I really started working with the, the Meridian system. Um, I was just placing them in the traditional way, the women for the ankle and the men for the shoulder. And I had this, uh, and real quick, the reason why the tribe, a lot of the tribes do it that way is because the energy flow of the woman's different than the energy flow of the man. So the feminine flow is from, starts from the legs and then it goes up through the uterus and the ovary and then enters the heart and upper body. The men goes from the shoulder to the heart. And so that's kind of how the energy flows and so they, they do it that way, which I absolutely love. And I've seen amazing results as well. I do the traditional way. And then I add in the, um, probably more points with the meridian system. So this one client that I had amazing client and, and she, I know she doesn't mind me sharing her story because she wants to shout it from the rooftops. She's amazing. And I'm just going to briefly talk about this because I am going to have her on the podcast and she'll explain it in more depth and detail. But she she came to me um, very confused, just confused about her life, just down, you know, 
kind of a lot of things happened to her in the last year. She had a death in the family and, and, um, just a lot of things crumbling down and just kind of was lost. And we started with Reiki. I did a Reiki session on her, did a little bit of Hoppe. She really released and detoxed with Hoppe <laughs> and, but felt so different in a good way after. And that was kind of the beginning of, um, her, her spiritual awakening and her, her energy work. And then she wanted to do combo. Okay. So this is, this is when it really gets good. Her first session with me and I, I placed three gates on her ankle in her first session with me right after she started feeling almost like a hundred percent better. And prior to what she had, she had a lot of pain in her back, um, her hips, and she had gastral, a lot of gastral problems, um, a lot of mental and spiritual blocks as well. And she had apparently gotten a car wreck. I want to say, and I don't quote me on this, but, and I totally could be wrong on the time frame, but I'm just going to, it was about 10, I want to say 10 years, maybe even 15 years ago, she was in a, a bad car wreck where her back has never been the same. And when she bends over to get dishes out, it's always like she kind of braces herself. It hurts. And so that night she was doing dishes and she bent over and then all of a sudden she realized she had no more pain and she was like just dumbfounded. And then she started jumping. And I know this because she sent me a video right after it happened. And I'll play that video when she comes on because I think it'll be a really good reminder for her as well. But she started like jumping up and down on the video. She's like, I haven't like you been able to jump since my car accident. I haven't been able to bend at the hips without being in pain since my car accident. So she felt the, um, the physical, uh, pain relief right away after combo and, and, and it never came back. I mean, it was like, I'm pain free and she had surgery on her back and everything. And usually when we do combo, we do it in three sessions, either back to back, or we'll spread it out once a week. Um, usually we do it within a moon cycle. It's combo benefits the most when it's done in, in threes. And by the third session, she was like a different woman than when I first met her. She was mentally more stronger and she still can, she's still going through some trials and actually some that um, recently came up within the last just couple of weeks. And, but she's going through these challenges as a different person, as a different perspective uh, on life. And it has changed, it has been a game changer for her. Um, here's just a couple texts from her. Um, a great example of the the physical relief that Kamo provided, and then also the the mental of how she's able to get through some uh, challenges a lot easier and more peacefully opposed to prior to Combo. Um, I'm going to read you two of the, her text messages, and she said. I know this is a random side effect, but I've gotten more flexible since combo. My neck and shoulders are usually in knots from tension and inflammation from my car accident. Last night, I was able to itch the center of my back because I could reach it like never before. Weird, something neat, I noticed. And she continues to notice these little things. And then even like she sent me a picture of her with these jeans on that she... She could never get over her hips before combo. And she said, it's weird the way I'm realizing how much of my weight gain was emotional eating before combo. It's like really just kind of opened her eyes completely. And I'm going to read you this last text. 
again, I'm not going to share what the news that she got, but it was, it's, it's pretty traumatic news. And, um, I had asked her in a text of how it was going and how she was doing. And this is what her response was. It was more traumatic than anticipated, but I'm gone. I'm back to recovering now. So I'm glad it's over. I broke down during it again, but since combo, I'm processing these feelings and I'm able to let them flow through me and get on the other side of them and quicker. And I am more balanced in that way. So I'm very thankful. I just thought that was really neat. And I, I love how she continues to um, see things that she never, she never noticed before and how her life is seemingly getting better because you know, I, I think the medicine is amazing. I think it does work and I think it can do all the things that it does. But I'll tell you, it's different when you have the mindset of wanting to change your life for the better. And that's exactly what she has is she's wanting to be a better person. She's wanting to get better um, for her. And that want, that need, that visualization that she is going to get better, that everything is going to work out magnifies anything that she gets done. It magnifies um, any Reiki work, any energy work, any combo work. It's your mind is so powerful. And I can't tell you if that really, all that's, that stuff after combo, if that would have happened as good as it did, if it wasn't for her mindset as well. So the mindset is super important. Um, that visualization, seeing it through, seeing it play out, seeing yourself, um, you know, running again, if you can't walk, like seeing it to almost believing it is probably one of the most powerful things you can ever do. More powerful than any medicine in this world is that mind and you visualizing it. And of course it can work in the negative way as well. Visualizing that you'll never walk again, visualizing that people are talking bad about you, visualizing that you are just this scum of the earth visualizing that people hate you. Like it, it can work in that way as well. So knock that shit off. If you do that, <laughs> only good thoughts and positive thoughts. The next thing I wanted to share with you guys, um, was something that recently happened to my son. And maybe this, this will help people with kids too, because I didn't know it was kind of a side effect. Um, I think my son had COVID. I'm not sure. I don't get him tested because I think it's stupid. What's the point of knowing that he has it? Uh, he's staying home anyways because he's sick. Like if if your kid or you are sick, just fucking stay home um, if you can. You know, like you don't need to go get tested just to know you have it. You're going to be staying home anyways. So um, I, my kids have never gotten tested. I've never gotten tested. Boston had no side effects of a, a common cold, which was a really interesting uh, he didn't cough. He didn't have a runny nose. He didn't sneeze. He didn't have any like the, the, usually the, the cold signs, no sore throat. And one morning he woke up at like 3am and he came over to my bedside, which creeped me the fuck out. You know, the kids that just stand there at your bedside and it's like, you're in this deep sleep. And then all of a sudden, mom, mom. and then you like get startled and you look over and it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> so it was like kind of one of those. Okay. Well, he felt sick and he ended up throwing up and then he had a headache. And so I gave him some ibuprofen and he eventually went back to sleep. Well, this went on for seven, about seven days, maybe eight days. After like two or three days, I was starting to really worry. Every probably eight hours after the ibuprofen wore off, he would get the headache again. 
And so, I mean, as a, a mom, not as intense as I used to be with thinking like the worst, but it still pops in my mind. Um, you know, he's got something wrong with his brain. He's got a tumor or something like there's no way that a seven year old is having these headaches every, uh, every eight hours. And it was making me nervous and he was throwing up with them sometimes, not all the time, but that was the only side effects he was having. No fever, never had a fever the entire time. So I started to worry a little bit. I mean, remembered like, Hey, I can check in and, and just see how I feel about this. I'm going to check in into my motherly instincts, into my, my intuition. And I'm going to see how, what's going on with my son. Um, if he's got something that is going to be worrisome that I'm going to have to take him in to get checked out or which I kind of was feeling kind of deep down in my core that it was COVID for some reason. I was like, this has just got to be a weird side effect. You know, everybody's getting sick. I was just coming out of the sickness. Um, his dad and his stepmom had COVID. Just kind of everybody is surrounded. And, you know, with the other fucking variants, Delta, Omicron, whatever they're called, you know, it's everywhere. So deep down inside, I felt like it was that. But I still kind of had that little, my logic brain was kicking in, which is good. Like I'm not dissing logic right now, but that was kicking in saying, you know, be safe, better safe than sorry, just take him in. So Friday came along and this started on a Monday. So now we're five days in, got an appointment, got him in everything looked fine vitals everything they're thinking oh he has migraines he's he's probably having migraines and good news they only last for um five six seven days and i'm like i just didn't it didn't feel right. i'm like he doesn't have fucking migraines like it's this is has to do with like the cold or something going around so i did i i started digging i started doing my research and come to find out there was actually multiple studies which kind of blows my mind that uh, the doctor didn't wasn't aware of this, uh, but there's actually multiple studies done. If you just take the time to fucking Google it, that this is um, a common thing with kids. Uh, no sign of fever, nothing but the headaches, and then some of them last up to two weeks. By the way, which oh, I'm so thankful it didn't last two weeks with my son. But I'll, I'll get to the finish line here in a minute. But this is actually a big side effect of COVID for kids. And it has something, it affects the neurological system up there in the brain. And I'm glad I researched this because that also gave me some peace of mind knowing that, you know, recent studies, like from a week ago that these, these results came in and I felt good about them. I trusted these websites. And so that gave me some peace of mind and it just kind of was a confirming with my motherly instincts and intuition. It wasn't going to be something serious. So then we ended up going, um, we had this trip planned to St. George Boston was was still kind of getting the headaches, but we we're keeping them under control with ibuprofen. Prior to the trip, I did a heavy meditation. I was still kind of worried, you know, just I can't help it because I'm a mom. I worry about my kids. Kids are they're that like that's the only thing I think I worry about right now is my kids. Well, not in this moment, but from time to time. And I was checking in. I was just like, I just need to know how long is he going to suffer because. It is so heartbreaking when your child suffers, when he's crying because he doesn't understand why he's getting headaches every day and he's so sick of having headaches. And, you know, it's it's so heartbreaking. And so I was checking in. I was just kind of feeling just a little down and asking, you know, God, whoever's listening, the divine, please tell me how long, how long is this going to last? And this was a... 
I want to say this was a Sunday night and I got two days, two more days. I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust this. I'm going to, I'm going to put, you know, my thoughts in it that it's only going to last two more days. I'm going to trust it. And sure enough, Wednesday morning, he wakes up, no headache, no headache the whole day, no headache. And since, since that happened. And so that was a really cool experience. And just let other parents know that if their kids are experiencing headaches right now without any fever or any other things like that, or maybe, you know, I think it's so sporadic, honestly, like these fucking colds, like some people are just getting stuffy noses like me. I've, you guys can probably hear me a little off, but all I've had is like an on and off, like, and I feel like I'm getting over it. And all of a sudden I have another stuffy nose the next day. It's so freaking bizarre. And it's last, it like so dragged out. Um, than the average cold. It's like, it's just different. It's, you know, everybody that gets sick, it's just magnified and dragged out this last year or two. So just to give you a little peace of mind that there is studies out there that um, prolonged headaches in children are a thing, especially right now um, during this cold season and flu, whatever. But also on that note... I'm just going to briefly touch. This is the thing I was telling you about, like how I was like, oh, I'll talk a little bit about the politics, but not too much. I'm just going to mention this. Be careful about the PCR tests. First of all, the CDC, which I don't give a fuck about, but I'm just going to let you know, they came out the end of last year, 2021, saying that they're getting rid of the PCR tests, that they don't work. They're not accurate. They don't collect what they need to collect. So if the CDC is coming out, it's saying that the PCR tests are basically bullshit. Um, these other companies that are following the CDC guidelines, they should be taking that in consideration, okay? Well, they're not, which is so fucking weird. They're still testing people for COVID with the PCR tests, which are mind-blowing, just so much more logic that's going out right now. Not only are the PCR tests are bullshit, but, and I'm totally going to butcher this, guys. I just heard this um, on a podcast and I can't remember the name because I was like, during that day, I was like flipping through a bunch of podcasts. So I can't remember exactly which one. Um, but there is a, the school, there was a school full of children. I think it was an elementary school and I'm not quite sure the location of it, but this was a recent study and you don't have to believe me on this. I know this is kind of like hearsay right now because I can't give you the resource of it but I'm just going to tell you what I heard. So there's this elementary school, these kids, there's like a group of them that had never been um, vaccinated, had never received any, any like shots due to COVID or anything like that. And their school had 5g in it. So that was a newer thing for them. So they had the 5g. Well, these kids at this school, and I think I want to say this is over in the UK. I can't really quite remember, but these kids were getting tested, um, I think it was a couple of times a week, maybe three times a week, maybe even more than that. Gosh, we're getting tested constantly with these PCR tests. Um, this is in an area where they have to get tested to go to school. So they're getting tested multiple times a week. And well, these kids started just fainting. They were just fainting at school. And blowing everybody's mind, they couldn't understand what was going on. And, you know, they, none of these kids ha were vaccinated. The only thing that they had in common was they 
were getting swabbed multiple times a week. And then also the 5G just kicked on. So I believe, here's my theory. This is just my theory. Something with 5G is making people prolong sick, even if they're not getting vaccinated. It's They're prolonging the sickness. There's something at the, like I told you in the beginning of this, frequency can heal the body, but it also can do um, the other side effect. It can destroy the body if it's at a different, a lower um, bad frequency. You know, we saw that with the, the Travis, what the fuck is his last name? Travis Scott concert. How a lot of that frequency killed a lot of people, um, more people than they actually reported, by the way. I think they only reported eight. There was like, I think almost a hundred people that died at that concert. And he was playing some fucking crazy satanic frequency shit. So I don't know. Again, this is only my theory. This is kind of just what I'm thinking. But my theory is there's something to do with 5G, the COVID vaccines, the PCR tests, on that swab, I don't think it's just like a playing swab. There is a, a, like some residue of, I can't remember exactly the name of it, but it's like graphite, the um, the chemical that they're sneaking in these vaccines. That it's like a it's a metal and it can be manipulated, uh, especially with uh, a magnet. That's why you see some people have. Um, they'll take like spoons or something and they'll stick them to their forearm where they got vaccinated and it freaking sticks which is fucking crazy. And then some people don't. Another one of my theories is I believe that there was three vaccines pushed out. There was one that was a placebo. There was one with graphite in it. And there's another one uh, that did still have harmful toxins in it, but it didn't have the graphite in it. And so, or graphene, maybe it's called graphene. Fuck, what is it called? Can't think of the name. Anyways. And the reason why that there's those three of them, because if... They did the same one for everybody that would set more of an alarm off. Not that there's not a big enough alarm going off, but you know, for the people that are still asleep, that would set a bigger alarm off if everybody's has fucking metal sticking to their arm. Um, or if everybody's having heart attacks, you know, so they had to put a placebo in there for people to say, Oh, I got vaccinated, but I'm fine. See, nothing happened. It's just you. So there's that, but there is something with 5g. And these kids. And so I believe that there is horrible toxins on that swab. And also, um, there is evidence that the PCR test um, was a DNA study. So the DNA was being sent to China. Um, and here is a video of this is Dr. Brett Guyror. Um, he's an expert controls for biotechnology. And he's talking with Jim Jordan. And so I'm going to play this video for you guys. Um, the doctor is explaining the DNA um, is being taken from us via these PCR tests. You mentioned something about human DNA and, and, and American going to China. So I, I didn't catch that. Could you, could you fill me in? So um, Dr. Asher talked about export controls for biotechnology. And I, and I know he knows this as well or better than I do. But it's not just technology, but it's information. And our genetic information is actually critical. And I do assess that the Chinese have set up circumstances that they're doing a lot of our gene sequencing of, of Americans that are through normal labs or even through studies at the NIH. And they're doing that for a reason. And that genetic sequences are, are powerful. 
They know our vulnerabilities. It is the first step in devising a potentially ethnic weapon, um, as was discussed by Dr. Asher. And similarly, I don't know if it's still the case, but I believe it is. You're not going to see any genetic sequences of Chinese exported out of the country. That was a law. There's a reason for that. And when we talk about export of technology, export of our genetic information may be the most important key that we need to stop. Well, I want to make sure I understand this. So, so American genetic information is going to China, the same China that Dr. Asher talked about is doing bioweapon research with this stuff. And you're saying that combination is of particular concern. Oh, that- it, it, is a, it is a huge, it is an absolutely huge concern from where I sit. And again, um, uh, I've been out of the formal bioweapons defense, uh, you know, uh, part of the government for, for a period of time. But uh, genetic information uh, uh, is very powerful, right? It, it decides who we are. It tells us about our vulnerabilities, uh, not only disease states, but potential for genetic weapons. And what I mean by that is there are variations in receptors and other things that vary by populations, and those can potentially be exploited so that a new pathogen would differentially target um, a race, uh, a European ancestry versus someone else. And we are essentially just giving all that information to China in the context of what I do believe is an unprecedented. So there you go, folks. That was, you know, it's interesting. And uh, again, you don't have to believe that or not, but I just want you to be aware that that might be a possibility. Um, you have, you know, these MDs coming forward that are risking their career and their life to stand up for what they know is right. Take home message. Um, if you are getting tested for COVID, knock it off. Don't do it anymore. The CDC came out last year, the end of the month, saying how they are bullshit. You can look that up. That's right on the CDC's website. Um, so the question here is why are still people getting tested? And the second one is why are companies making people get tested when it is no longer effective or actually has never been affected? Uh, and now that is coming out, um, even with the bullshit CDC. So food for thought. I just wanted to leave that with you guys. That was weighing heavily on my mind. So I feel like, um, I really needed to share that and, there was a few other things that I wanted to talk about, but it, this is like turning into so long and I'm tired. <laughs> um, but I'm going to leave you guys with this amazing meditation. And if you're driving in the car, just listen to the words. I think you'll get a kick out of it anyways. Um, but here you go. My friend actually bought me this this very thin meditation book and it's not very long, um, but it's really funny. And it's called Fuck That and Honest Meditation. <laughs> So I'm going to read you guys this, and this is by Jason Headley. So, all right, so if you're not driving in the car, go ahead and just sit and close your eyes and listen to my voice and enjoy this meditation. Everyone who wills can hear the inner voice. It is within everyone. This book is a physical act of mindfulness. By reading these words and turning these pages, you will make your way to a more peaceful you. Let's try it now. Picture a thing that makes you want to choke a motherfucker. Now feel yourself release that thing as you turn the page. Turning page now, release. Just like that, there's no strife here. Only a clear, calm place.
Turn the page again. I'm turning the page. And feel the horseshit of the external world fade from your awareness. There's a rainbow on this page, by the way. Let this meditation help you find peace with the challenges that surround you because they are fucking everywhere. Am I right? Here, you cannot be ensnared by anyone's dumbassery, not even your own. If you find your mind wandering to other thoughts, don't let it concern you. Just acknowledge that all that shit is fucking bullshit. Allow yourself to be lifted by the very best parts of you, leaving all the flightless shitbirds behind where they fucking belong. This is a new place in your life, clean and clear, free of the calamity created by every ranch hand at the fuck-up farm. Those bitches can't get under your skin. They can't even. Take in a deep breath. Now breathe it out. Just feel the fucking nonsense float away. Breathe in strength. Breathe out bullshit. If your thoughts drift to the three-ring shit show of your life, bring your attention back to your breathing. And with each breath, feel your body saying, Fuck that. Your thoughts become lighter, and all the soul-eating cocksuckers just fall away into nothing. Let each turn of the page guide you to a new place, away from lingering thoughts about things you can't control, away from the soft whisper of doubt and concern, away from the cul-de-sac of useless fuckery waiting at the ass end of worry. Simply turn each page to the next page until the final page where you greet the world and everything in it with a new beautiful breath of fuck that. Hey guys, it's me again, and this show is also sponsored by The Rose Moon, where you can get most of all your healing done in one stop. Reiki energy work, tuning fork therapy, combo ceremonies, hoppe ceremonies, sound baths, local retreats, and much more. Also, gift certificates are available if you'd like to gift to a friend. Birthdays are always around the corner. Can't have enough gift certificates. Who wouldn't love the gift of healing? Contact the Rose Moon at 801-362-6670. Again, that's 801-362-6670. Text or call to book your healing appointment today. Namaste.